0: a great hello and we get to go. Welcome to the show, Abbey
1: Do You know, I was so looking forward to being serenaded. I was thinking maybe I should get like my team to serenade me every time I come in the office, and like you know, whenever someone leaves, comes back, just serenade them. It's a beautiful way of just building relationships. I love
0: it. Oh wow, yeah, it's a great idea. And I was getting really into the singing there because I did a gig last weekend um, in the in a local club. Uh, and I got right into singing. We've got a video of it. I've put it online on my private channel, on my YouTube channel, sorry. Um, Yeah, and I've suddenly decided I'm a great singer, so (laughs) I get (laughs) overexcited. And feel free to tell me you've got that wrong, Jason. That's
1: all good. You're better than me, so no complaints.
0: Oh, (laughs) right. Brilliant. Lovely. Oh, oh, I'm very glad about that. You can sing back at the end, if you like. Or you can sing in the middle, if you prefer. We're going to be talking about how to create authentic content that's unique to your brand. And one of those the point in that is, number one, what is unique to my brand? Number two is, what content am I creating? Number three, what is authentic? And number four is, what is AI throwing into the mess? Is that a fair summary of what we'll be talking about? That's
1: a wonderful summary. You've
0: covered everything. Right, we can stop the show. Oh. And the show is called Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard and Abby Wood. And we always start with the brand cert because it's what I'm personally most interested in. Here we have Content Lab, which is your company in Waterford, and you have a Google Business Profile but no knowledge panel.
1: Yes, very, very
0: naughty. Well, are you more of a local business or are you a national business?
1: No, we're international, so we're actually based in Ireland, but most of our clients are in the US, Canada, or Australia, and or the UK.
0: Right, which means you need a knowledge panel, and you need to create a dominance of you with your entity in order to have that incredible looking knowledge panel on your brand search. Because if I'm in New York and I search and I see a Google Maps, it looks like a local business. Mm-hmm. Not wishing to criticise you, but this is this is Cali-Cubes bread and butter. This is what I'm
1: here for. Yeah, I want to learn as well as share knowledge. You're all
0: Oh, brilliant. Okay, and th- the other one that that was your company. That's your advice to the co- for the company, and this is you, which I love. Yeah. Abbey Wood.
1: Oh, and to... you... uh, I, I was going to say, I wasn't sure if you are going to do personal, personal business because I have kind of a unique problem with my personal brand, which is for those of you unfamiliar with London, there is a place called Abbey Wood in London.
0: <laughs> right. To
1: compete with.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. In fact, what, what it what it does, what Google does is Abbey Wood. Your name is A B B Y, and Abbey Wood. The place in London is A-B-B-E-Y, and what it's thinking is the person probably means Abbey Wood with the E in Abbey, but if you can make yourself sufficiently notable, it wouldn't do that. But as you say, it is very difficult to compete with because you're competing with a famous place, and the probability that the person is searching for that famous place and simply cannot spell is quite high. Um, and if anyone's interested in all this geeky stuff about knowledge panels, join the CaliCube Knowledge Panel and Brand SERP support group on Facebook. Um, please do come along and join us. We share this geeky stuff all the time, and I absolutely love it. All these things that come up in all of the shows that we do, I always do the Brand SERP, and there's always something new. And that's astonishing. I've been doing this for 12 years, 13 years, and every time I look at a Brand SERP, I see something that I learn from, which is absolutely delightful. So now I've learned that Abby Wood is a place in London, and that there is a huge problem with misspelling and the dominance of something like the place, which is a misspelling of your name. But I encourage you to try anyway, or you could potentially rebrand yourself to Abby D. Wood.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do sometimes go by Abigail Wood, but uh, the problem is if somebody refers to me as Abigail, I instantly go, Oh, no, I'm in trouble because the text attacks go,
0: You've got the same problem I've got. For years and years and years, if somebody called me Jay, I thought, yeah, life's okay. And if they said Jason, I go, ooh, ooh. I've got used to it now. Right. You are listening to Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. Let's get on to talking about content for brand. Now, I wanted to look at initially, initially, how do we define what's unique about our brand and how do we communicate about that authentic?
1: Yes, very difficult one. Um, I think even for kind of, you know, people that, that live and breathe branding, it can be difficult to figure out their own unique selling points mm. and what makes them unique about themselves. Um, so obviously i work with a lot of digital agencies and a lot of branding agencies and stuff and for many of them they do struggle with it themselves so you know kind of if if you're not you're not used to the world of kind of branding and you know personal branding and stuff it 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 can be very very tricky so um yeah i think uh kind of it's really if you're really struggling to figure out what your usps are one of the things that i always recommend is to go to your reviews and your testimonials Mm. so kind of Something that we would take for granted, like, oh, you know, kind of, they showed up and they did it and they did it well, and they were really friendly and lovely. That's just standard. But for, you know, kind of, if you're in an industry that's not known for that kind of level of service, um, because there are some, believe it or not, um, but, you know, kind of having a look at your, whether it's your Google business profile reviews or just testimonials that people have left, you know, kind of over the years or even feedback via email, that's that's something that I love to do, is to literally just go back and see what they said.
0: That is kind of unique about you, and yeah, no, 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 no. I, I let that right there. Sorry, I, I, it looked to anybody listening, it looked like I was about to interrupt. On, I, I was <laughs> trying not to. Um, <laughs> but my my huge, huge problem is which one do I choose? Let's say I got a list of twenty, and I think oh, all of those are unique. Twenty unique yeah. things. It's like your mother. You think everything about me is unique to my mother. Which is the one I need to choose?
1: First of all, I don't think my mom is lying to me when she says I'm amazing. I just, I can't even comprehend that. Of course. <laughs> what that would say is kind of grouped them together. So usually kind of when people are, you know, giving feedback and stuff, you find the same things keep coming up because although we're amazing at what we do, you know, kind of you're going to find kind of the same kind of feedback coming in and out um, day in, day out from from happy clients. Um, I would have a look at kind of competitors and see what they are focusing on, um, and I wouldn't copy them. Basically, uh, kind of see what is different, see what you do differently from competitors. Which sounds simple, but it's so often overlooked. It really yeah. is,
0: and that's the point about unique: is don't copy your competitors. Now, I've got a I've got a thing called competitor envy, and so many businesses say, "Well, my competitor is doing this, so I should do it." Or my competitor had this idea or it presents themselves that way, therefore I should copy them. But it seems to me that A, you want to differentiate yourself and B, it's not because they're doing it, that it's the right thing to be doing. Yep.
1: It's a personal bugbear of mine of people literally copying competitors and just being like, okay, this will work. Because there's right. so many different things. One, you're not doing yourself justice. You know, kind of, you need to set yourself apart. You need to differentiate. Kind of, you know, you you put your heart and soul into what you're doing. Show that off online. Don't just, you know, but, oh, well, you know, kind of John down the road is making a blog post about this thing. It must be working. I need to copy it basically. And the second is you don't know what else they're doing. You know, kind of, you don't know how they're actually getting their leads. You don't know kind of how they're supporting their customers. You don't know exactly how they're getting the success that they've got. So if you're copying something that isn't really working for them, but you know, maybe Mm. they've got an intern, you know, kind of updating their socials, but it's not really getting any traction. You're copying something that is going to do damage to your brand reputation overall. And right. so, yeah, kind of, we want to be unique, you know, kind of, that's, that's why we set up businesses because we're our own bosses and we want to, you know, kind of show off what, what's great about our very hard work, you know, so.
0: Yeah, no, no, and, and from our, from our perspective with brand SERPs and knowledge panels is people tend to copy. They say, this is what's happening here, therefore I should do the same thing. You say, that's only one competitor. So what we do is cohort analysis, we call it entity equivalence. is we analyze the whole group and say, this is what the group is doing. And therefore, that's what you need to do because that's what's working for the group, and that's what Google understands about the group. Jolly good, we agree on that. Um, So you need to identify the unique point. Now, once you've got your... Unique selling point or points, and they are unique. How do you make them authentic?
1: Again, going back to not copying, a hundred percent. So you know, so authentic. You know, kind of if, if you can read, you know, kind of uh, either your slogan or a piece of your work or your homepage. If you took away the logo off the top of that, would you still know that it's you? You know, kind of is it easy to identify that it is you that is writing that, or could it literally be any generic company in your field? You know, kind of that's that's a that's a big kind of test to see if voice and tone is correct for me. You know, kind of I know that you know, um, you know, for for a lot of a lot of companies, I'm trying to think of like big ones. So, like if I said it's not just food to you, you'd probably go MS. You know, Marks and Spencers. It's it's you I'm, know, kind of.
0: Not I'm in France, so no, I wouldn't. Would you about th- I'm so sorry. It, it's it all right. In France? Uh, they, they were, they they closed the shops down, the the, the food shops down. Oh,
1: uh, okay. Um,
0: and then they closed the, oh no, it was the other way around. They closed the clothing shops down, left the food shops. And with Brexit, they've now closed the food shops too. Oh,
1: okay. French, 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 French. What can we think of? Coca-Cola's everywhere. Yeah. Like you if you see a Coke advert, you know that it's Coke. You know, it's not yeah. Pepsi. You know, kind of, yeah. it's authentic. It's to them, it's speaking to their unique selling point. It's speaking to their audience as well. So that, you know, kind of that, that would be, you know, kind of my, my main thing is, you know, and this goes back to copying and pasting what competitors are doing, or, you know, kind of, I know we're going to chat about this later, but even with AI, you know, kind of, you can read AI created content and know instantly that it's robotic, it's lacking personality, you know, kind of, if you're just spinning stuff out, it's, it's not going to be that interesting or entertaining to read. It's also not selling you as a company either, you know, kind of. So, That's, that's authentic is, is, is it, does it represent you as a company. Hmm. Does it represent kind of who you are and what you stand for and why you do what you do and also, you know, kind of, is it actually talking to your target
0: audience? And kind of once you have
1: all three of those in, it's a lot more authentic.
0: Well, and there's, there's another question is authentic is who I am, but a lot of people in sales tell me, well, you need to actually think about the audience and you need to give them what they want and tell them what they want to hear. And I'm very uncomfortable with that idea is saying, well, if they don't want to listen to what I've got to say, then they're probably not the right people to be working with. But mm-hmm. that That's fair am I getting a bit overexcited about myself?
1: No, not at all. I think, you know, kind of we're, we're not built for everybody, you know, kind of there, there are some people that would take a look at my website and go, Oh no, thank you. Way too informal, way too jokey, mm. whatever. They're not, we wouldn't get on long-term. We wouldn't be able to do great work for them. And they probably, you know, kind of would want a little bit more, you know, of a super professional approach or something like that. But yeah. the people that are attracted to that content stay with us for years. You know, kind cool. of, they they know exactly what we're going to deliver based on what we've promised on our website, on our, you know, on our podcast, on our, on our guest blogs, all that good stuff. They know what to expect when they jump on a call with me or one of my very talented copywriters. You know, and it's, it's part of that authenticity is actually kind of prepping the, the potential client to working with you as well. Hmm. So, you know, kind of you're selling your company before you get on a sales call. So, yeah, I kind of, there's, it's, it's a tricky balance. And this goes back to copyright and content marketing in general. It's a tricky balance of speaking to kind of the, the readers issues and kind of what they're looking for help with. And selling yourself as the the guide and the support to get them to where they want to go.
0: Right, I, I like the word guide as well because that's how, increasingly how I'm seeing CaliCube. Um, I was a blue dog in a cartoon. The blue dog was the guide for the yellow koala. It sounds very strange out of context, but okay. boowah and koala, and you'll see it. And I'm now realizing that for me, CaliCube is boowah. Is that we're guiding and helping and encouraging and supporting our clients and the agencies who use the CaliCube Pro platform. Um, you obviously understood this way before I did your company is a guide.
1: That's all we're here for. Exactly. You know, kind of, yeah, kind of, we, we know what we're good at and we stick to it, you know, kind of like I, I have like over, you know, 12 years experience in full service, digital marketing and e-commerce and all that stuff. Mm. And although I could build your website, it'd look absolutely terrible. So I stick to copywriting and content strategy. And right. And I think that's another good point you know kind of if you're appealing to one one demographic one type of client you're also providing the services that you're good at delivering on as well you know so kind of if you have a competitor and you know kind of they're offering 40 different services and you're like oh we need to start you know promoting that kind of stuff to be able to to you know compete with these guys can be boutique you can be specialist and just be really really good at what you do you don't have to you know Stay in your lane. I'm a big fan of staying in your lane because it does get results,
0: right? Yeah, my particular problem is that with brand in search, it expands very quickly into pretty much everything online digital marketing, including content. And it's so tempting to get carried away and try to offer everything to everybody. Uh, And I've got a great team behind me telling me they we call it talking Jason off the cliff because I've come up with (laughs) a new idea. Uh, they, they talk me down from the cliff and and, and the idea gets shelved, but, and, and the other thing talking Jason down from the cliff is partly because CaliCube is so much me, do you find that with your company that your company is very much you?
1: Yeah. So I set up the content lab four years ago and it was, it was just me. So originally I had a full service digital agency with my partner, Nick, um, and you know, kind of that's still going really, really good, really popular. And I just wanted to focus on copywriting and content marketing. Nice. So I spun this off four years ago and it was just me. And of course, my face was everywhere. And I was the person selling and writing and delivering and everything. Um, and kind of as I've expanded the team, it's 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 I think there's a way of doing it so that you're kind of you're prepping clients for that onboarding and that handing off of like, yeah, kind of I'm still here. I'm here to support you. I'm here to give you what you need and to make sure that what is promised is delivered. But I have a team of the finest experts in their field and they can do this certain thing better than I can. And that's yes. what's going to get you the results that you want. But yeah, no, I completely, yeah, a hundred percent it's in the, the, personal brand kind of was, was an issue kind of initially, but I think it's all about how you communicate with, with clients and whether or not they're kind of happy being, um, handed over to the team and, you know.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great piece of advice for, for us, Maryanne, who looks after the client experience. Ah, uh, will be hugely happy, and will desperately try to get me to 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 help her make sure that happens, and that I'm not too present. But that's not a topic for today. It we've got the unique brand, we've got the authentic message. Now we can start rolling out the content. How does that pan out?
1: How does that pan out? Yes. So, uh, content strategy, obviously. So we are we're doing plenty of research. So we're having a look. The one of the, the, if, if you're brand new to creating content in general, online at all, anything at all, what I like to do is whether it's blogging, whether it's email marketing, whether it's social media, whatever it is, I, whenever I'm on a call with a client or it sounds cool, whatever, I'll literally keep a notepad next to me and just write down the questions. Like that is your starting point for your content creation. Mm. And I know it sounds really, really simple, but it works because, um, you want to get the most out of the content that you're creating and so you know kind of if you have a blog post of you know kind of like how much does it cost for this service or whatever you can be like uh here's a ballpark figure and depending on what you need it is depending Hmm. on this but i actually have this blog post that uh, people find really helpful so i'm going to send this to you and then we can book another call to go through your specific needs so it's just it's you know, it's, it's, it's. I know I just went off a tangent, but I think it was an okay tangent.
0: It's- no, no it's, a, it's a great tangent as a way to start because a lot of people struggle with that. And for example, blog posts, they'll just come in and say, well, I'll write a blog post because I think it's interesting. Um, exactly. And, and that that's fairly pointless. That's throwing a drop in no, a tiny pebble in a huge ocean. Um, but, but one thing we started doing as well as using fathom.video, which is I've got no mm. relationship with them at all, to record the client calls and then it summarizes. And yes. then using AI, now we can move on to AI to say, what are the questions here and what are the answers to those questions?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So like you can, you can start off that. So that's kind of like your, your basic pillar of your, your fresh new content. Obviously this is different if you already have a lot of content online, um, you know, kind of, you'd start with the basics of what people often ask. You'd start with the the basics of common issues kind of in the industry. You'd start with, you know, all of that good stuff or, you know, kind of like common questions that you hear a lot then you go ahead and do the competitive research so we are not copying what competitors are doing but we are aware of what they're focusing on what they're writing about and how it's ranking online as well so kind of you know there, there are a lot of tools online that you can use to to help rank your content like SE ranking and surfer SEO and you know all this good stuff there's plenty of them Um, so you'd you go ahead and do that and um, if you have a, a good working relationship with current clients, you can also ask them, what would you be looking for mm. online to find a company like us? You know, kind of what questions could we ask to help people find us easier and to get them to convert into customers quicker. So that that's a, a big part of content that a lot of people kind of overlook is like, yeah, we're we're creating content so people can find us, but we're also creating content that's going to help reduce the sales cycle as well. Yeah. And um, so that's that's important. Um, but yeah, and then kind of, in, I'm going to go broader into content strategy here, but so you've done your research, you've come up with a few ideas, then kind of what, what I like to do is create kind of your content pillars. So we're breaking it down into, um, connected kind of issues and topics, and then we're writing about like one topic and then we're moving on to the next one and then we're moving on to the next one. Um, so th- there is a lot that goes into it. Um, and of course, kind of, th- sorry, yes, go on.
0: No, 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 sorry. It just, I, it made me think, I remember. A couple of years ago, we had very little content and we started writing content and we'd published one thing a week and it just felt so slow and such a huge job. And you think, Oh, wow. And then a year and a bit later, we've got so much content. I'm getting lost. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, that brings up a good point is kind of one content, if you're doing it all in-house and kind of you're, you know, kind of relying on in-house kind of um, team members to do it, Remember, they've got to add that to their workload anyway. So it is an additional. It's going to take longer. And, um, you know, kind you can use AI, you can outsource it. You can hire a dedicated marketing specialist, whatever it is that you want to do. And, um, but it does take quite a few months to start making progress on the search engines. And um, so just keep that in mind. Um, but kind of I can't remember what the question was yes, audits. So you want to yeah. audit your content at least kind of at least once a year, see what's ranking, see what's performing well, see what's converting well. You know, kind of is there do you have a unicorn post that is ranking really well? People are loving to read, they spend, you know, kind of minutes and minutes on it reading. Um, and are they getting in contact afterwards? And go back to that piece, revisit it, make it better, make it, you know, update it, that kind of thing. Work with what you have. Um, but yeah, that that would be my my kind of advice. Um and it, cool. it is a very in-depth kind of thing to 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 work on, is is like a full content strategy. Um
0: and you've got, to, you've got to be patient and build over time. And when you say, you know, audit once a year, a year seems like a huge amount of time and people yeah. are not that patient in terms of creating the content. And a year com- comes around very quickly, uh, I've found, all of a sudden. But then that brings me to the point of, can we not speed up with AI? Just push it into ChatGPT. ChatGPT writes my answer. I put it on my website. Job done. I'm betting my bottom dollar that that's not authentic and it's not, not unique
1: authentic nor is it unique. And um, it, it's some um, chat obviously I'm a writer and not not a huge fan of it, but it does have its uses. Kind of, you know, kind of there there are so many amazing things that you can do with this, you know, amazing technology. However, the one thing it can't do is create publish ready content. So even if kind of, you know, you're you're pumping out like four blog posts, eight blog posts, you know, kind of a day, you want to edit that. You want to put your unique spin on it. Mm. You, you know, kind of the way ChatGPT and all the AI writers work is it kind of it takes what's already published online and rehashes it. So it's not adding kind of thought-leading content, which is how you create authentic and unique content
0: online. Right, and that's the huge point. Is it doesn't know what it doesn't know. And what it does know, Google already knows, so Google doesn't need it. And so from that perspective, it's what can we add to what it it already knows, i.e. find out what it doesn't know. And we found that with CaddyCube, when I talk about brand search knowledge panels, it just gets it wrong all the time. Yeah. So we've built our own bot. Now, would you advise people to build their own bot? We've, we've come up with the bot and I mentioned the, the number of 2 million words we've pumped into it, things that I've said or things that I've written. And 2 million is a huge number. It is.
1: Yep. I think if you have the time and the dedication to be able to do that, go ahead. But I think for a lot <laughs> of kind of small businesses, you know, kind of, or even like if, if, you know, kind of you, if you're a larger business, but you have a lot of stuff going on, you're yep. going to need a dedicated person to be able to get it up yep. to speed. You know, kind of charging fatigue is only as good as the input it's getting. Um, so, you know, kind mm-hmm. of, so and i have seen kind of an increase in in you know companies coming to us and just like oh our content isn't ranking or you know kind of it's not it's not converting very well and it's like yeah i open it up and it's instantly just copied and pasted from chat GBT. there's no uniqueness there
0: yeah. you know well, I and mean, it just, just, just realized that. no it just reminded me of something number 1 is calibot which is the bot we've trained we we don't publish what it writes we correct what it writes and then we publish it um so even yeah trained on two million words that I've written or spoken, it still isn't super duper great. It doesn't have that authentic and unique voice, and it still gets things wrong. Um, and the other thing is we've seen this conversation was kind of going down the idea of, oh, maybe AI is going to replace content writers. And luckily for you and me and the audience, we've actually published a white paper explaining how content creators can survive, keep their jobs, and in fact, improve and benefit from generative AI in search and AI in general. So download that, go to the caddycube.com website to download it. It's absolutely brilliant. I love it. But that was my little bit of promotion. Um, do you want to have an opportunity to do some promotion? Cause that was very rude of me, wasn't
1: it? I 100% agree. Download, download the, the, the white paper, because I have no doubt that if, 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 if what you're producing is low quality, you could easily be replaced. By an AI, writer. If what you're producing is unique and you know has plenty of personality, you can't be you can't duplicate that with an uh, evil robot. No. So yeah, and personal promotion, absolutely. So you know, kind of we we help um kind of clients across the US and Canada. We actually have an, an agency in France as well, um Ooh. Australia and uh, the UK and Ireland. Obviously, that's where we are. And um, you know, with their content strategy, with their copywriting, with their content marketing. So if it's the written word online, we do it basically. And,
0: I like that. We, that, that, we that don't use... Sorry. go on. Is that your tagline? If it's the written word online, we do it.
1: Pretty much. Our second tagline is we're word nerds, so you don't have to be. So we know all of like the, the background <laughs> jargony rubbish, that, you know, you need to know to convert and to, to rank it so that you can literally just be like, Hey, Abby, Uh, you know, I'd love you to write about this subject. Can you please do it? And then we go ahead and do it.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. I mean, that was really, really interesting episode. And I like having a little plug at the end. That was actually quite good fun. But there is one (laughs) more question, which is exactly how does unique content help with branded search? And I actually wrote that question without thinking it should be, how does authentic and unique content help with branded search? You've got a minute.
1: Fantastic. How does unique content help with branded search? How does it not help? Basically, (laughs) uh, thanks to kind of Google, it is now, you know, kind of analyzing how long people are interacting with your content online and promoting it above kind of generic, boring stuff. So the longer you can keep people interacting with your stuff online, the better you're going to rank as a result. Um, And the answer to that is unique content, kind of, you are promoting your services that is uniquely yours in your unique voice that's authentic to the service you provide you're attracting best fit clients and also kind of preparing them to work with you long term as well and so yeah unique content is everything with branded search it it is kind of it's promoting you as the the industry expertise and authority Mm -hmm. in 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 your special speciality and it's also helping you rank higher and it's also helping you bring bring better fit clients um on board
0: which is exactly what we want. Better fit clients because they'll stay with us longer. You don't need to sell, sell, sell again because your client is long-term. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Abby. Thank you everyone for watching. Now I'm going to introduce next week, which is William Attaway, How to Build an Unbreakable, unshakable Business. That's a delightful title. I've talked with William. I've been on his podcast and he's a lovely chap and he's super, super smart. That's going to be absolutely awesome. Could you possibly pass the bat on, Abby?
1: Yes, William is fantastic at speaking about growing with integrity and uh, authenticity. So what more could you possibly want? It's all about leading with uh, authenticity. So go ahead, William, batting over to you. People tune in next Tuesday. It's going to be fantastic.
0: And authenticity is the huge link between these two episodes. Thank you once again, Abby. You get the outro song. A great goodbye to you and the show. Thank you, Abby.
1: Make everybody these, please, by singing back to you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everyone, for watching. It was a pleasure.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Calicume. It's all about your brand, sir.